Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Another game, two teams winning records. I mean, I know how it happened, but you just look at the box score of this one, it's tough to really understand how the Vikings beat the Jets. They were outgained by 199 yards of offense in that game. And Mike White put one on Barrios's chest, a little behind him, but he dropped it in the end zone. Vikings are only plus 10 point differential on the season. Their horseshoe season continues. Do you consider them to be a lock to be one and done in the playoffs? No, I don't because of who they'll probably play against. So they'll likely be the NFC's second seed So that's going to put them in a game maybe against, could it be Washington? Could it be uh, the Giants? Seattle. Could it be Seattle? I mean, that's the thing that is going to help them out. I mean, they, they're winning by getting red zone stops, holding teams to field goals. And what you said, a goal line stand there late in the game, which... Like, I just don't see that as sustainable, but I've maintained about them the higher the, the entire time. I don't think that they're getting enough out of their roster. I think their team is better than the way they played. Like, they're probably not as good as their record. I don't think they're a 10-2 ten, ten team. But I do think that, like, they've won games that they don't deserve to win. But I think on paper, they're a better team than that, Danny. Like, they... They, they, they've got high-end talent. Right. Um, the Jets thing was so self-inflicted, though. Like, I know Mike White fever has swept the Meadowlands, but, like, you're on the one-yard line. The Vikings' defense terrible. Why, why are we throwing fades? Why, why are we throwing it twice? Run the ball. 
Run the ball and you win. Yeah, Knight helped you get down there. Just keep going with him. I know he got stopped once down there, but keep doing it. Run the ball. I mean, again, Barrios should have caught it. That was a fine throw from Mike White. But like, and then, you know, this was crazy. The, the Jets were three for 16 on third down. The Vikings were nine of 18. So that's Cousins converting in the pressure moments, right? And Mike White not. That's a huge discrepancy on on critical down plays. But man, I don't. Maybe they win because of the matchup, but I would love to bet Geno Smith against them in a playoff game. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. I they do 10 and 2 with a plus 10 point differential. It's never happened before. It's it's honestly it's one of the luckiest win-loss record seasons, arguably the luckiest win-loss record season if that's how you like to grade that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, they haven't lost a one possession game all year. Yeah. Uh, in in NFL history, it's it's and they played nine of them. They're nine and zero in one possession games. Yeah, com- it, completely unsustainable. All right, terrible game. But what did you make of Deshaun Watson's return to football? About what he deserved. I felt like pretty empty stadium. The ones who were there from Houston's end were, you know, disgusted. I guess uh, he played rotten. He was awful. Threw an interception to a guy in the end zone right at him. They scored a special teams touchdown and two defensive touchdowns. I mean, I don't root for the guy to do well. So the fact that his first game back was brutal, maybe that portends more struggles for him down the road. But, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want, like, I think it was good that the NFL, maybe not so much that it was in Houston, but I was happy that his first game was not at home because I did not think he deserved like a hero's welcome, ride in on your white horse and try to save our season. And making him start his first game there in front of like 20,000 fans who were booing him, I thought was what Deshaun Watson really deserves right now. Yeah, I you know, obviously the country didn't get that game. So I wasn't like locked in on every play, but like reading some of the reports of like, 10 of his accusers being there, the booze, the empty stadium, saw some highlights. Like he, he did look fast, you know, like obviously the, the athleticism obviously is still there. He's just entering his, his athletic prime and peak Um, weird game, 27, 14 with only one offensive touchdown. I had the under in that game and it was one of the worst beats of the year for me because I felt like I was on the right side with that. Yeah, I had an under on a Deshaun Watson prop, but didn't but didn't touch the game total. Um, but yeah, we weird, weird, weird game. I also, you know, I always say that like when football pl- people are speaking, they're lying. So I try to put like no stock into what coaches and players say into microphones, even though it's like such a huge part of the news cycle in our job. But all the Browns players could they wouldn't shut up about like. Oh, he looks so good in practice. He could put the ball wherever he wants. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. He looks amazing. He didn't look amazing today. Well, you got to compare that to what those guys have seen in practice the last few years, though. The quarterbacks that they've been around. Put it in context, you know? I don't know, he played the Texans today. Yeah. He, 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 play, he played the Texans in a, a climate-controlled environment that he should be familiar with 
with basically no pressure. I mean, yeah, there was pressure in terms of like the the offense. Oh, there was field. absolutely pressure. I bet that's the most nervous he's ever been for a game in his entire life. It should have been. I I meant football on yeah. the field pressure. Like this this is not playing in Pittsburgh on a Monday night with the prime Steelers defense and a healthy TJ Watt coming at him. Like, yes, I'm sure he was very nervous. He hadn't played football in 700 days. Like, there's going to be a rust factor there, obviously. But they got to yeah. go to Cincinnati again next week. It's another road game. So, <clears throat> yeah. What's the look ahead line on that, actually? What's the line? That's I like... haven't looked, but if I'm going to guess, I would say Cincinnati minus six and a half, even though the Browns have owned Burrow. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, that's a. That's a Cincy bet for me, buddy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Denver, Baltimore. The Broncos thing is just hilarious. We can talk about it. But are you worried at all that Lamar Jackson cost himself money now that he's injured? No, because I actually think it could go the other way. I think it could be like Andy Dalton in Dallas when Dak went out, where if Tyler Huntley again really struggles, I think it might force – when I say struggles, I mean they don't win. I think maybe Baltimore realizes even more so how irreplaceable Jackson is. And maybe Lamar, who represents himself, of course, has a second injury – and he's more willing to take a long-term guaranteed contract than just play it year by year like he maybe had planned on doing. So I do actually think this could get them closer together from a bargaining uh, point of view. I, I, I do think the thing that sticks out to me the most about this game is how it's just, oh, well... Russell Wilson sucked again, and the Broncos' offense was just laughably bad. And it's just like it doesn't that doesn't even, that doesn't move the needle anymore. Like Dude, they are Tyler Hunt. Tyler Huntley completed two fourth down conversions, marched him downfield to win the game, like a ninety yard drive. It's like oh wow, good for like the Ravens that they found a way to win this game. Like the fact that the, the Broncos scored nine points again was like a secondary like headline to the game like not even like not not even close to the main takeaway from it for people well, I mean Lamar Jackson's a borderline superstar and he got injured and we don't know how serious sure it but is. I'm saying we're like we've just come to expect that the Broncos are gonna put up less than dude, two touchdowns in every yes. game dude they are an auto fire on the under for me I already bet under 42 and a half Chiefs Broncos for next week the second it posted because their defense is good and Russell Wilson can't score in the red zone he can't even reach the red zone but when he reaches the red zone they can't score touchdown they don't score touchdowns it's a huge like their (laughs) their defense 
they those guys need like some congressional medal of freedom or something. It's, yeah, I know their defense is awesome. <laughs> like the job that their defense has done, all of those guys deserve their own parade or something because to do what they do on a weekly basis is incredible given that they know, all right, if we give up one touchdown, we're pretty much fucked in this game. Yeah. The, the That's Lamar their margin thing, of error. Like, so like, I don't, I, I also don't think he costs himself a ton of money. Um, quarterbacks get paid, right? Wentz got 20 something million this year. Matt Ryan still taking in huge money. Like, the Bears gave Mike Glennon 18 million for a season a few years ago. Like if Lamar Lamar Jackson's gonna make an unbelievable amount of money for a really long time because there's just not 32 good quarterbacks in the NFL. And I on his best day, he's the best player on the field. Um, but it is interesting to me what's happened to him. Do you remember early first in pods, week one, week two, week three? We were like, dude, this guy's going to win MVP after betting on himself. He had 10 touchdowns. Three yeah, because he was games. carrying – he was, like, carrying them. He was just the reason why they were winning games. or the reason why they were explosive offensively. Yeah. So then from week, from week four through the start of this game, he had seven touchdowns and five picks and a passer rating of 80. Well, Danny, this gets back to what I said to you on another early podcast – Somehow his struggles pre-injury last year, his numbers got just washed away. Like he was not objectively a good quarterback last year. No, I know. I know you're right. And that kind of got lost in the narrative of like, he deserves to get paid, especially with what money Deshaun Watson got and what happened with Kyler Murray. Like there was some kind of, there was like a martyrdom for him, which I totally get because the guys that got paid over him both play a you know a demanding physical style of quarterback where they are runners and they're not as accomplished as as him. So I, I understood that part of it, but that did not explain why it made sense to pay him coming off the season that he had, which was not good and he got hurt. And outside of the first three weeks, like you said, he's regressed back to being that quarterback, which the the, the what it's gonna force people to say is that the Ravens have not done right by him with the players they've surrounded him with, which is hard for people to admit because they're held up as one of the great front offices and coaching staffs in the entire NFL. Right. So I mean, I've been saying that bring for themselves two years. to say that about them consistently. Yeah. yeah. That's been, I mean, that's been my thing. I, I wanted them to make the AJ Brown trade. Like. No, Rashad instead they Bate. traded their best receiver for a first round pick. Right. But I mean, Bateman, Get out of here. Like, find that guy a possession, move the sticks receiver that he can target 10 times a game and make his life a little easier. But yeah, I mean, he had 11 passing yards today. He had the ball, he had the ball three times before he got hurt. Yep. Like, he, you know, so yeah, he he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid a lot. They're probably still going to tag him. He's going to be fine. But, whew. Someone's up there, man. Um, all right. Obviously, I've got a ton of J- Justin Fields thoughts, aka Superman. <laughs> so we can do that if you want. But is there a scenario in your mind? Packers run the table, get to nine wins, and sneak into the playoffs. 
Is it on the is it on the board? No. It is for you. Well, okay. Here's their schedule. Oh, I know their schedule is easy, but they're a bad team too. So that's the problem. By bye week. Yep. Home against the Rams. At your Miami Dolphins. That's the tough one. Home against the fraudulent Vikings, who they got some payback coming to for that week one ass kicking. Home against Detroit. So bye week three of four at home. No. In Miami. I don't I, I see one easy game and that's the Rams. I think the other three are at best coin flip games for them. Uh so no, I don't think they'll make it. I think the the broader question for the Packers is did they actually hit on a wide receiver? Oh, dude, is, Watson is Watson is fun. He's so okay, so he's so fast. He's so fast. So that's you know, that's a huge deal to me because he's got, what, seven touchdowns in his last four games. Yes. Or no, oh no, he had, he had two today. I think it's he eight. had a rushing touchdown. So that's yeah, yeah. I think, I think I think it's eight touchdowns in his last four games. He had a rushing touchdown in this game. Yeah. So it looks like they found a really good wide receiver in the second round of this draft, which is not to say that that washes away their other sins of like trading Devontae Adams not finding a way to keep him happy, not being able to placate him when he wanted to go play with this college quarterback, not, you know, passing picking on Jordan Higgins, Love. The draft yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, the free agent moves that they made, Sammy Watkins, all of those things. But they, like, last year's draft, they got that right. Is From my perspective, they got the draft part of it right. They got a really good young wide receiver weapon for their quarterback. So yeah, I just is. wonder if it, if people now are going to be able to admit that they were wrong about that. Well, Watson's highlight was that early season ball goes right through his hands. That's Minnesota moment in week one. And then he didn't really do anything for six weeks. Her. And right, and that, but now he's become. A, he's not a high volume guy yet. He's like a big play guy. Which, I mean, could he win the rookie of the year? Uh, I don't. Pierce has fallen off a cliff. Walker got hurt today for Seattle. He had an ankle injury that forced him to leave that game. So, the awards markets aren't up right now. Um, yeah, I mean. So they got four games left. He's got eight touchdowns, I think. Uh, That's a shitload of touchdowns, man. Yeah. So if he gets to like 12 touchdowns, maybe, maybe. I bet you get long odds on that dude right now. Well, who's the obvious candidate? See what I mean? Yeah, no, there isn't one. But who did I ask you about? Garrett Wilson in New York with the Jets? Yeah. I, yeah, I asked you about Wilson, right? And you said no because of uh, Walker. He doesn't have eight touchdowns. No, I know. I know. So, just real quick on Justin Fields. He had his third rushing touchdown of 50 or more yards this season today. No quarterback has ever done that in a career. 
What? That's right. <laughs> Mike Vick never did not have three rushing touchdowns of 50 yards or more. Justin Fields has three this season. Damn. Dude, he is unbelievable. Like, he's throwing the ball. Like, the two interceptions, okay? The first one was objectively on Equinemia St. Brown. Yeah, like, I saw it. Jair Alexander was like, that wasn't hard for me. That guy is slow. I could see what was coming at the top of his routes because it takes him forever to come out of his break. That's what Jair Alexander said Damn. after the game. Like, and then the second one was was a was bad, but they're down nine with 90 seconds left, and he's trying to force a ball and make something happen. Like, yeah, you know, the game was over. He he was making throws from the pocket. He has no pass protection. He has no difference makers as pass catchers. The guy is really special. And it kind of seems like Luke Getze, the play caller, might have been either like shaving points or listening to the show and like just trying to help the team with draft position. Because every time Fields would like throw, like make an unbelievable play, like the 49 yarder to Enkiel Harry or uh, the the play to commit down the left sideline, which was unbelievable awareness, he would just like stop throwing the ball and take it out of Justin Fields' hand. Well, and just the like, kicker looked like he was shaving points too. Didn't he miss an extra point in the field goal in this game? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like it was like because people people here are like, oh, you have to learn how to win. Justin Fields had an opportunity to win late and didn't do it again, just like the Lions game, just like the Vikings game. You know, there is no evidence that suggests you need to learn how to win. Like we asked Boomer Esiason about it. He was like, look up what I did the year before we went to the Super Bowl and I won the MVP. Like, they had four wins. Well, yeah, look four at wins. Joe Burrow uh in his rookie year. He didn't win. That just yeah. flipped. Peyton Manning, no, Troy I think you guys, I think you guys are in a great spot with him. I'm very jealous of it, actually. We're in an unbelievable spot. They have a hundred million of cap space. They would have the second pick in the draft if it ended today. Why aren't people then like just lining up to tell you how right you are about that? That this is a great situation. Because the media establishment, I sound like a raging right-wing YouTube commenter or something, <laughs> but like the media establishment in this town apparently is just archaic because they've like never seen a good quarterback that they, and they apparently don't watch the rest they of the They should be saying this is like the basement or ground floor of like what might be one of the great runs in Bears history. So dude, it's the best it. it's the best position the Bears have been in offensively in anyone in this city's lifetime. Like yeah, they used they had Walter Payton and that was amazing, obviously. Like, that's sure. not, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, yeah, but that. But, like, in terms of modern quarterback football, they are in such a good position. Like, get the lose out, get the second pick, trade down, get multiple firsts in this year and next year's draft. What's going to suck is you're going to have to pay him, but, like, you're not going to be able to totally take advantage of the rookie contract because of how bad the roster was. But whatever, man. You, the Bears have Superman playing quarterback. It's so exciting to watch these games, and they keep losing. It's unbelievable.